It ain't true. It isn't real. It's all an illusion in Clown Town. But this is the Michael Goger Show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Goger, the Michael Goger Show. Thank you for stopping in and listening and spending the next hour with us. Uh, today is gorgeous uh, November f- Friday the 16th. And I have a very interesting guest. Calls are welcome during the show uh, for my guests because um, there's two topics that you might want to talk about. So during the show, you can call um, 888-627-6008. Again, that's 888-627-6008. I, uh, I'm going to bring my guest right in. I'm going to introduce her. her. She is a author and uh, surviving organ uh Donator, uh, which caught my attention. Uh, I'd like to introduce everybody, uh, Brenda E. Cortez. Brenda, are you there? I am. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? I hear you good. If you can get a little louder, do it. If not, you're still doing good. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it is an unusual uh, talk show theme, but I'm an unusual talk show host. And um, <laughs> I haven't bonded with you as much as I do most guests because so, you're you had a you got a busy life, and I I'm, mine is getting uh, bizarre to say the least. And um, but you could have been. A Martian from Neptune, and it wouldn't impress me, but what caught me was um, the organ donation and changing the world through children's books. Those caught my attention. And I met a friend of yours through you. She was our guest uh, on the last broadcast on the on the second, I believe it was, uh, Mrs. McKenna, Marla McKenna, and, uh, and and during that time, this show was set up with you because I wanted to talk about um, who, who and what are you? What were, what were you before everything started that I'm, that I've been reading about you? Like uh, I, I know you. I'll give you a lead in. I know it was your mom was ill and needed a kidney. No, actually not. <laughs> it was just another it, lady from our it, uh, school. It, it in says, oh, it says my mom is. Ha- oh, excuse me. I'm that's the, the title of one of your books. Great. <laughs> I'm the mom in that. Yep. Oh, good. I'm glad you. Because I was going to say I. Uh, I got a feeling I'm not uh, describing it right. Uh, so let's go to what? What were you? What, before that day, you became an author and got involved in organ donation. Uh, yeah. So okay. So before I became a living kidney donor, so that's the organ I donated. Um, not my heart. Ha ha. <laughs> I wouldn't be here otherwise. Um, yeah. I did trick. I tricked somebody one time, and they, they I had yeah. on a shirt. They talked about being an organ donor, and they're like, "What did you donate?" And I looked at them like dead serious. I'm like, "My heart." <laughs> <laughs> and I only <laughs> two seconds later, I'm I like, would... "Come on, haha!" But anyhow, <laughs> actually, so... actually, you did. But anyway, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so, so well before before that all happened, I guess. You want to know who I was before that? I was, um, I'm going to say I was a person just looking to make a difference in the world. Um, I, I was a mom, you know, I had kids, my kids were seven and 11, but um, I'm looking, I was looking to make a difference in the world and find 
um, my real purpose. And honestly, um, donating a kidney really led me to what my true purpose is in this world. And that was to um, save somebody's life by donating a kidney, but also just to um, write the children's books then that this has all led to to help others and encourage and um, bring awareness for organ donation and what it is. Oh, okay. Um, wow. This was back in uh, 2005? So it's coming up on fifteen years. Now wait a minute. You you just woke up one day and and said I'm gonna give somebody a kidney. (laughs) No, but some people are doing that these days. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, it's not a bad idea, really. But I mean, Um, I just heard of the need. I was talking to another mom at our school, and I was asking. Um, for help with an event and she had shared that she needed a kidney and I I offered mine up pretty much right away that day and said I'll get tested um, I didn't know her that well but it was just something that I felt called to do I just felt it <clears throat> mm. um, whatever we want to call it the, the universe the Holy Spirit it was just ooh, like all right I, I think I'm going to be a match for this lady, and that's exactly what happened. And this was at an event. It was and, a, yeah, it was during school. And you heard about an somebody, and and you were hooked. Mm-hmm. And, and then you looked into it, and I guess you matched. I guess that's the first stage. Yep. That, that's yep. amazing. What is your family? You you got a gorgeous family, and and I I just want to say you are from Wisconsin, and uh, you look just like a normal family. And what what did your family, uh, the husband, the kids, and all that think? And you just came home, and well, you included Uh, them and talked about it slowly, and yeah, I I actually don't remember. Like, I don't remember how I started to address it with them um i don't know if i was just like oh hey uh pam needs a kidney and i offered to get tested and i'm thinking that's that's how it went but i had the support of my family uh and friends and i did find it odd and surprising that like i wasn't questioning things and at least to my, to me, like my family wasn't really questioning, but it was other people that were just people that were maybe acquaintances or, uh, Mm. you know, people that I worked with. And that question was, what if, well, what if something happens to someone in your family and then, you know, they need a kidney, but you already gave one away. And I was honestly really surprised by that question. I, like wow, yeah. I'm not even like saying questioning this, and other people are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to picture my uh, dinner table, and my wife is saying, you know, "Hon, I'm going to give a kidney to some person." What that was? <laughs> I mean, we- I would have been like. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, it's definitely spirit-led and uh, a blessing to to the person that did receive it. Now, once this started, I guess it got a little exciting. Um, uh, what you do, get the message back to the person through the person you heard it from, and, and it started uh, like that, or... Yeah, well, she knew, I I told her I was going to get tested, and then uh, it was, like, a couple months before we actually, like, got the results to find out that I was a match, and I think the coordinator told her, not not me. I think it's different now where they'll let the person, like, tell Mm. them if they want to. Um. But yeah, I mean, it honestly just was an exciting thing. And for me, I literally just felt that 
hey, what if that was me and I needed that kind of help? That's why I did what I did because I would want someone to help me that way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Brenda, don't get me wrong. If everyone, if you could snap your finger and everybody on the planet thought that way, uh, <laughs> it would be fun. Um, uh, to me, I'm, I'm spellbound by it. It's just, uh, it is a big decision. It is, it, it's even frightening having your body violated, well, not violated, but, uh, you know, uh, going into and, the risk involved. I mean, it could have been anything from an infection to a blood clot. I mean, you're literally sacrificing your life for another human being that you don't even know. Uh, science and theory says you're going to make it and do fine. Yeah, but there's always that one what if. Right. And so it's it's not a something you uh, take lightly. Uh, to me, I was spellbound by it. And then you turned it, is that where you got, were you already a published author at that time, or is that where the... No, no, and so when I donated almost 15 years ago, there just really wasn't any resources out there. Um, It was very different than what it is now, and, you know, there wasn't any Facebook pages, you know, groups to ask questions in, and... um, there wasn't a mentor for me to call on or anything or, you know, let alone anything for my kids. So how um, I ended up writing my first book was we fast forward then like six years after the kidney donation. And my daughter wrote her essay to get into college and she wrote about the kidney donation and how it was scary for her as a child. But I inspired her to want to be a better person and help others. And that just really touched me, and I thought, yeah, I'm sure that really was scary for them. Um, I'm glad that I inspired her and, you know, set a good example of, you know, the kind of person that you might want to be and help others. But that that just triggered in my mind, it was my calling then, all right, well, here's, you know, a bigger purpose now. Like, I need to write a book that's going to help other people going forward, help other um, donors under, you know, if they have children to understand what, you know, what this all is and bring ease to those kids. And so that's, that was the first book that I wrote then, which was titled, my mom is having surgery, a kidney story. And it mm-hmm. told, I told it from my daughter's perspective. I love it. I'm looking at them all now. It's fantastic. Uh, dialysis, uh, liver, um, Helping Bella and gets a heart and uh, howl. Yeah. Yep. So that when led it, into more. Uh, who's <laughs> whose head did Howl come to? You were a daughter first. It was me. Really? Was you me. just My come out of nowhere. <clears throat> yep. Yep. It was. It started with a saying. Um, Help others with love. That saying popped into my head and I was like hey that's an acronym that spells out howl and mm-hmm. howl the owl because I was yeah. actually I knew I wanted to write a book another one to help like kids that were actually going through like a transplant themselves and I wanted a cute animal character and so um mm-hmm. that was given to me it was that's how yeah. he came about and I think he because I feel like this howl the owl character has he has his own personality and his own his own life. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And if I was a little kid and my mom and dad was sick and having surgery, boy, that would help me feel better reading one of those books. And it would help or me understand themselves. what was... <clears throat> yep, a lot yeah, of kids that have been through because, it themselves. Yeah, because uh, I've been exposed to a lot of it. Uh, in my life, um, parents sick and dying and with children of all different ages. And this is one of the best things I ever seen. Something where, what age recommendation are these books, uh, Brenda? Uh, um, what would you well, say? For someone to read to them, you know, probably 
four years on yeah. um, if they're reading it themselves. And again, it's just going to vary for sure by the child, but um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe seven, eight years old and up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have a glossary in the back of some of the books to help explain if I'm using a bigger word, um, you know, which I didn't want to leave out some of those words because they were appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, even yeah. someone shared on Facebook today, my most recent book, which is about a liver transplant. And um, there's a, he's a little baby and he received from a living donor, this wonderful lady, Brandy, and she just knew she was donating to a baby. She didn't even know him yet. But um, I honored them in that book, and they met. And so there was um, some pictures from when they got to meet. And so I, I included that in the back of that book. And when he has the book, she bought the book for him. And his mom posted pictures of him. He was actually sitting and, like, looking through the book. And he's... I don't even know if he's one years old yet or not, but he was sitting up and my heart Aww. just melted. That's, that's, uh, I think that's what's happening to me too. I was a, uh, <laughs> heavy, a heavy metal pagan warlord. Now I'm selling kids books. Everybody's wondering <laughs> what the hell are you smoking? Oh, wait a minute. I'm back again. I'm sorry. I just drifted to my, uh, shock jock. But listen, this is, now you go to schools and do lectures and talks, and how Um, long did it take to morph into that? uh, I started pretty quickly. I got invited to a school after that first book came out uh, just to talk about, um, I I was brought in as science for their STEAM day, kind of like STEM day. And so I came up with a big presentation and these were fifth graders and it was, it was awesome. I read my book about my living donation. So they understood, you know, why am I even talking about this? And um, I've been back to that school for the last four years. And just these, these kids are, they're very intrigued and, I'm just honored that I get to to share that message and kind of plant that seed. And then Mm -hmm. uh, I've also been incorporating, so one of my books, How Will Help Others, that one just kind of more focuses on kindness and helping others. And, you know, we step back from the whole organ donation thing. We just mention it lightly in there. But um, So I've I've got a presentation that for the younger kiddos, you know, like K-4 up to second, third grade, talking about just you know Howell's message of what his name means help others with love be kind so uh, hopefully we'll we'll bite them with that message just like we've bitten you with that message Michael yeah uh, look at the change <laughs> look at the, you know I do a, three or four authors and look at me all of a sudden I'm even wearing sweaters <laughs> now <laughs> and, and slippers wow. but uh this is fantastic uh now the books can be purchased um uh, obviously at amazon yep they're on uh, amazon and then and, on uh my web page too and your website uh you want to put that out i'm horrible repeating websites and <laughs> yeah yeah, Anybody um, that wants to buy uh, Brenda's books uh, for any reason, uh, especially for children that are going through an illness or have a parent or a loved one that's going through an illness, she's going to give you the the ways of uh, purchasing her books. So go ahead, Brenda. All right. So the easiest is howlthe owl.com. So H-O-W-L, Howl the Owl. And that'll take you and <clears throat> give you my backstory and all of seven books that I have so far. And then um, my character, Howell, he's a plush animal as well. And so you can purchase him. So kind of like a book and a bear, but he's a book and an owl. And then, as you said, on Amazon as well. So uh, cool. you can either search by Brenda E. Cortez or um, if you have the book titles, then you can look them up there also. 
The ones that are from um, the Howl the Owl website, I will mention all that. I do sign those because I send those out myself. And um, I do include a bookmark. So, FYI. Okay. I seen there was a, a Gmail, too. They can email you to one of the yeah. books. Yep. So, uh, okay. again, that Howl the Owl, <clears throat> the number three, at gmail.com. So, Howl the Owl three at yep. Gmail. Where'd you get three from? Symbolic, creative, or cryptic, or or uh, I think I'm trying little to things. I catch little <laughs> things, and it's just this trinity. Um, I don't know if it was um, my third book or something that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, Howl looks like an owl and a bear. You said I'm, I'm looking at him. Uh, well, he's watch, like, you know, even when you think uh, of a book and a bear. I love him. I want one. You know, it's funny you say that because I honestly feel like adults are loving him just as much as kids. Um, and yeah. my proof of that is so people have been hosting him. So we have a special Facebook page. So you can also follow along on Howl the Owl page on Facebook. But there's a special one. And it's called Howl the Owl on the Prowl. And so this owl, he's been traveling the world with so many amazing people. He's been to all seven continents. He's he's having a blast. I'm very jealous. I wish I was with him on all of his trips that he's going on. Um, But it's just been fun. And, yeah, these adults that are so excited to get him is just and that just melts my heart as well. I, I, it, I, that would be, I want one for therapy. Well, you know what? Then you have to well, for the, me for depression, the address never. and I will send you one. <laughs> for having I, me as your guest. Uh, that'll be who, who designed how? Well, I researched and, and found him, um, as like an existing plush guy and he became hmm. Howl the Owl by his signature t shirt that he wears then that hmm. says his name and what it stands for. Okay. So I wanted now, something to is... send my illustrator of how he oh. would look. So that's why I actually got him as a plush first. Oh, okay. Um, so he's a composite of what your illustrator was feeling from you? Um, well, he's what, he's what I visioned. And then I wanted to have something simple, like a picture, you know, so I just took a picture of the plush once I had him Mm. and sent it to the illustrator and said, all right, this is what he needs to look like in the book. Okay. I, I mean... I could even see a TV character with his own show. Well, thank you. How the Owl. How the Owl. Yep. I have a theme song for it already. Yeah. What did you say? I have a theme song for that. So I have the same vision as what you just said. So um, when that show actually happens, then it's. That song is ready to go. Oh, I see it. If I, if I had a TV station, you'd already be looking at a contract. Uh, it's <laughs> fantastic. You. It's what the world needs. Somebody, I really, truly believe uh, we are at a point in our evolution where we got to start with our children and our elderly it's the only way out of whatever where i don't want to go into a news uh caster but i what's going on in the world the only way out is going to be through children and elderly their wisdom and innocence everything else in between is in desperate need of how the owl helping others with love and we need to i agree and we need to just plant the seed with the children and and just keep encouraging them that 
that's yeah, what need. absolutely. I mean, I do a great impersonation of the great one, Mark Levin. But where is it going to go? I would get. I, I'm doing more with Hal the Al. How many Aww. kids? How many people uh, will hear about this and buy it and look into it and read your books and even tell others? And how many kids are gonna be in a waiting room waiting to hear about mommy and reading your book? And that's probably the only thing that got them through. Plus having uh, a teddy bear of Hal the Owl. So I figure. There's enough great ones. I just want to get Hal the Owl around the world. Well, thank you. With, I, I appreciate with you. that. Yeah. yeah. Any grandparent. I mean, I read your story. It, there's so much to it that um, now some of your proceeds go to because this is another part of you the the organ donation organization yeah yeah uh, uh, I, I you you obviously you're very active in it I or am you, I I am trying to do my due diligence to raise awareness for organ donation <clears throat> um, so it, and then help out with some proceeds from my books, like you said. So uh, there is a group called Donate Life America, and that is their, you know, mission. Um, there's every state, most states rather, have um, a Donate Life organization. And so this is kind of the one, Donate Life America, that is like over, you know, all. And then just the Donate Life symbol is, kind mm. of a uh, universal symbol that yeah. you know, most people use and recognize. So I wanted to uh, to help them. And then some of the books, yeah. I also help um, different groups. Um, <clears throat> so it just depends. It just depends on the book. So for right. sure, right. proceeds go, you know, some proceeds go to Donate Life America and then uh, again, depending on the the book, there will also be some proceeds going to another another right. group as well. Right. Interesting. So you're kind of more being pulled into uh, like marketing and advertising and and donating That's... and fundraising <laughs> for organ donation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, marketing is a huge, huge part of it, for sure. And I'm glad Amazing. that that's really my background. And, um, you know, I I have a good handle. I wish I, wish I had more help uh, at some point. Hopefully that'll, that'll happen. And, um, you know, either I no. can hire somebody or have an investor or something. But um, for now, I... Definitely, you know, spend a lot of time just trying to trying to get the word out, trying to market and let people know that this exists, and um, yeah. that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. So I appreciate the opportunity that um, you've given me to come on your show and and share my story and about my books. Oh, it's a pleasure. I, I mean, it's my pleasure, really. Um, I looked forward to it for two weeks. Uh, because I wanted to talk to you about it. I had so many questions, and I know how uh, life is for everybody, uh, to the point where some people don't have time to, you know what I mean, sit and chat anymore. They're, they're, you're on the run. Everybody's working two jobs or creating yeah. something and doing something. And in this business, uh, once I get your show set up, I'm more involved in the show that's coming up next after you, so I couldn't wait for the show to ask you all these questions. <laughs> I, were you the type uh, WebMD, like when you decided to do it, you went into the science of uh, donation, or were you just uh, the John Wayne, I'm going to do it and let's get it done? 
<laughs> Probably, I would say it was a little bit of both. A little bit of both? Yeah. Just well, let's, okay. Let's do a little bit of research, so I, I know, but um, no, but like, let's just do this. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, I, um, uh, I'm the same way. I, I'd be able to do the procedure by the time they were doing it. <laughs> just to, <laughs> yeah, it's just to, um, uh, know what's going on and, uh, knowledge. That's, that's one of the reasons books like this are so important because, uh, the, the younger ones and you know, the adults too, while it's going on, they're so busy. During the, even the procedure uh, to even comfort the kid. So this is such a great thing to have uh, Hal the Owl and a book to read, and they're comfortable and they're and they're understanding and seeing it in front of them and reading it. What's going on? Uh, it's a fantastic. And you know what I like about this and how why it was so easy to go into authors because. Just came out of nowhere. Just came out of uh, as a spirit, the Holy Spirit, the astral plane, another dimension. I, I know. I know it's going to sound weird because you sound like a normal lady, and I'm not. A, I'm not a normal guy. Uh, but Hal was alive and existed before you met him. And what was happening to you at the moment? was how he got through to where your frequency was where you can put them on black and white and physical and it fascinates me it's like music like writing a song uh, that song actually existed somewhere uh, the, uh, the writer is uh, the channel the modem the 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 frequent uh, the antenna the radio and so all of this come out of spirit and the Holy Spirit to heal and help and it just blows me away uh, anybody that would see your website uh, and don't forget to repeat it a few more times um, this would make this would be a a number one hit sh uh, children's show how the Al Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt about thanks. it. Or a, a YouTube station or uh, especially if you had the character animated where it had a voice, uh, it would be uh, number one, number one money maker. And how much it would help other people because a lot of it would probably go to uh, organ donation. Um. Kidneys, I feel and see, according to my research, seems to be the the biggest organ that is donated and worked on, huh? The kidneys. Yeah, that is correct. That is that is the biggest need. Um, so I'm going to throw a couple stats out here really quick. And again, these are just approximate, and they change literally every day. But approximately. So in the United States, there's approximately 113,000 people that are waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. Good so, Lord. Yeah. And about like 90,000 of them are actually waiting for a kidney. So that's, that's oh a huge, God. huge number. Um, when I that's present nice. to the kids. And um, and I know that Donate Life America also will use, like, this analogy, um, or visual, rather. So for, for me here in Wisconsin in the Milwaukee area, we've got the Milwaukee Brewers and the baseball, their stadium. And it seats approximately 42,000 people. And so I'll tell the kids, like, hey, who's been to, you know, the Brewers game? And, and uh, so they, like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, and they vision, they vision that. And I actually have, like, a... A, I do a PowerPoint, so I have a aerial view of the stadium. And then I'm like, okay, so now we need to picture three um, Brewer stadiums full, so completely full. So that's approximately how many people, you know, in every single seat then are just, you know, in the United States waiting for a life-saving organ. And then mm -hmm. I said, 
And then two of those, you know, even a little bit more, um, two full stadiums, all of those are just people that actually need a kidney. So it's really amazing that it's, it's a it, huge it, number and affects so many people more than people realize. Yeah. They're really affected by it somehow. Oh, oh it blows me away. Um, I remember the commercial with the lines all going one way and the line going the other way. And then people started pulling people out of line to donate livers and kidneys. And I said, wow, that was a powerful commercial. Um, how safe is it, uh, statistic-wise? It seems like you did your research on donations and... Um, yeah, I mean, it's very uh, safe. Uh, you know, it, to me, it seems like they came a long way with kidneys and livers. And uh, yep, and every day they are, <laughs> I think, getting further and further. Um, mm-hmm. Like there wasn't living liver donation, you know, way back then, and and now, <clears throat> I mean, that's I just keep hearing of more and more people that are going to be donating a part of their liver. And mm. so it almost makes us as kidney donors look like, like, well, and people have said that it's, if they've, there's a few people that have done both. So that lady that I mentioned that donated part of her liver to that baby, um, two years prior, she actually donated a kidney. So, I mean, she is amazing. I think there's a count. There is like 48 people or something, um, that have donated two organs like that. So, I mean, that's like, whew, that is just amazing. Um, but the liver one is harder than, than the kidney one. But there is, they're making progress. The Cleveland Clinic, um, they're now, they've done one surgery so far, like a laparoscopic for the liver. And so it was a lot less invasive and a lot quicker recovery. For me, when I donated 15 years ago um, at Freighter Hospital, I was one of the first there at that hospital that was, like, laparoscopic. Um, so I was happy because I, that used to be a lot harder surgery. They would cut you wide open to get your kidney out. And then, you know, for me, and still for the most part, it's, you know, you have a, a few of the smaller incisions and then a the little bit bigger one and... It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like now, any other surgery. Really. I mean, when you ask about, like, how safe is it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's just the same as if you're it's, going to have yeah. a different abdominal one. I, I remember when it was like, oh, my God. Now it's almost like uh, maybe getting a rupture fix or a hernia or something. It's just... Um, and that, and you're allowed. Uh, it allows you uh, to live a normal, healthy, happy life with one kidney, right? Yep. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but can can't you donate like a piece of a liver and they and it would yeah regenerate? Oh, yeah, because it's amazing. Like I didn't, I didn't really know that. Um, so you. Can, yeah, you can donate like a portion of your liver and it is supposed to regenerate itself within like three months. So you'll, your liver will be back to what it was. Good Lord. Right? <laughs> now, and I, isn't there other organs that kind of regenerate besides well, the liver? The- I can't remember. Uh, I'm getting old. I used to be able to do <laughs> surgery if I had to. Now I'm lucky if I can pull a tooth. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, um, well, I if, know the kidney they, supposedly is the one that's remaining will grow a little bit in size to compensate. Yeah. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, arteries yeah, I don't have and any veins, measurements. too, <laughs> will create bypasses on their own. Also, the body's an amazing amazing vehicle Uh, and synapses in the brain if there's a blockage or something it will start to make roads around it 
that's how intelligent the body is. It actually knows there's a roadblock and starts making another road. Now, if they could unlock the secret of the liver regenerating so quickly and so nicely, uh, how do you feel about stem uh, stem cell and and the research and cloning and and what's the directions uh, it's going in? Uh, it's it's yeah, fascinating. It is. Uh, it is. It's fascinating. There's talk of an artificial kidney. I mean, that would be. I'm sure that'll happen. Um, yeah. Or that would be awesome. Uh, you know, the, from what my research shows me, I don't get time to, I pick a like well, I know I'm doing an interview, I, I, I lock on, I grab whatever I can, but it looks like the pancreas is going to be the big one. Um, and, and the other day they did, what, a double lung transplant on a teenager with vaping. Yeah. Uh, that is fascinating. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lung transplant. That, yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> do you do you actually go out fundraising for uh, organ donation and run an organization, or you just do what you can as you're creating? Um, I just do what I can. If there's different events going on, if you know, if I'm a part of that, then you know, I try to if I can help out and give some proceeds back but um you know at okay. this point it's just supporting the ones that I can I don't have my own right now yeah yeah, yeah. well you know I'm fascinated by fundraising and people think it's just you know it's an easy thing to do it's not there's a lot of work involved um and okay. you I, I I reckon sell the more books you sell, the more you help them anyway. So you're better off focusing on selling the books because uh, proceeds go to them anyway. So it's a nice right. little circle. Yeah, it's a nice little circle. Now, intuition tells me you got you you're going to be in another book coming up, uh, manifesting your dreams. Yeah, and it's. Tell us about this, Manifesting Your Dreams. This is the perfect radio station for that <laughs> for that book. Well, if people listened to your last show, they would have heard a little bit about it with, um, from Marla. So this was uh, Marla mm-hmm. McKenna, and she was kind of the mastermind behind it. Uh, she, you know, had this vision for this book and, um, you know, how she manifested her dreams with her book and everything that she's doing now to help other authors. And so she wanted to have this spectacular book with 19 other authors, you know, in addition to her. So there's, there's 20 authors, there's 20 completely different stories. Um, I've been able to meet a few of the authors, um, some in person, you know, some just communicating, but honestly, like I'm looking forward to this book. It'll be released. December 12th, um, because I, I want to read everybody's story. Um, mm-hmm. So my chapter is basically kind of everything that we've been talking about. My title of my chapter is A Purpose Becomes a Passion. And so it's everything that uh, I think kind of was given to me as my purpose um, has led to everything that it's led to with all of the books and all of my, my work to help others and raise awareness for organ donation. So perfect. um, Now you're getting a chapter. Everybody gets one chapter or the whole story. Yep. Okay. You get one one chapter in the book. One Mm -hmm. chapter. And you're going to have 20 people that have experienced or created or witnessed a, a dream or a miracle uh, manifesting in their lives. Yeah, um, some of them are overcoming, um, you know, situations in their life. Um, so it's truly just, you know, either you're manifesting 
you know, happiness. It can mean many different things. Okay. Um, couple of questions. Um, any high-profile personalities in any one of those 20 stories? Or are they all normal, everyday folk? Um, there's there's a couple that I think are out your way on the East Coast. Um, one lady, Donna Drake. She has a TV show, The Donna Drake Show. Oh, I know. And yeah. Then, I, everybody heard of her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And then yeah, there's another yeah. guy that, and I probably don't even know how to say his last name, Marcos. And <laughs> Papa Dopolis or something. I'm I'm messing it up. I know. Um, was he? Was he a? Ra- did Did yeah, you say he, one was a rapper? No, he's a writer. Um, oh, okay. And as far as like, I, writing, um, gosh, what am I trying to say? Like stuff with in the media. Like I'm messing okay. this up really bad. <laughs> okay. We'll have to and, we'll have to research okay. him. And. Another question is, are any of those dreams and miracles that were manifested, were they spiritually oriented or connected, like paranormal, spiritually, holy, like this was truly a miracle type thing? Or I believe so. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, again, okay. I, I still have to read. <laughs> to know okay. exactly. Oh, but you I haven't had. Oh, you. Okay. Yeah. So you haven't yeah. had. So Marla obviously to... had more insight because she's read all of the stories and she's, you know, been editing them. But I do believe that she did say with Donna Drake that, yeah, it, she literally had the vision and saw yeah. the the set yeah. of her TV show that she actually has now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Very interesting. I can't wait to hear the story behind that. Because uh, I think I'm going to blend well as a talk show. It's going to be like a Charlie Rose program. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I want a sweater and my slippers back. I love it. I love doing authors. It's interesting. There's a lot to talk about. Um, I had a, and the questions I had for you, I mean, I, I, I couldn't even get through a quarter of them, so I figure you just break it down and, and keep it simple. Uh, and folks, anybody that's listening or will listen, and the shows do go to all major podcast companies. And we're live on iHeart right now, and uh, the archive is usually done rather quickly, Brenda, and as soon as I get it to you, you can do whatever you want with the archive. You can email it, you can text it, you can post it, and use it as a, you put it in the email, and if you just tap it, it pops open and starts playing, so... It's the perfect yeah. calling card, and I and I would love to have you back again. And I'd like to interview all twenty of the manifesting your dreams because the world is, especially America. I don't. I hate picking on America, but Facebook, dude, we got to chill, man. The whole country's got to chill, and uh, I like I said before, it's gone beyond. It's it's up to the children and the elderly now. Uh, everything in between is in in shock, and this is the best way of doing it uh, with books that help and communicate to. Uh, you know, Brenda, I see a group of youth that really worry me. Um, not as a only as a grandfather, father, grandfather, and a sixty-four-year-old, but also as somebody that was an intuitive for uh, fifty-four years. Um, it's, it's the white male between thirteen and eighteen. 
that five-year period, uh, there, I, I, I believe, is they're, they're in so much need of books like this. What they're going through and what they're encountering and why and how to handle it and who to go to. and Because uh, I'm just seeing it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to bring up a lot of evidence. One thing I would say is, is just watch the news and you'll see it yourself. So uh, something like this would really... And then not only that, then going on tour and talking to them, that age group. That's a tough age group, uh, 13 to 18, uh, with the males. Uh, I imagine females, too. I mean, I'm not leaving out the females, but it just seems like it, right at this point in evolution that, that the male in that age group is in a lot of need for somebody to say, hey, it's not that bad. Here, read this book. You're not alone. But let's pray Hal gets his own show. Yeah. And you can, yeah. And you can pick him up in Walmart because I want one. I love his hat. <laughs> what is that? A pirate's hat or a cowboy hat? Or is uh, that just what his... picture you're looking at? Some people have dressed him up. There was a little Halloween costume uh, contest oh, for oh, him. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like it. That's me right there. The one with the cowboy hat and the bandana. That's me. <laughs> I'd want him right by my bedstand. But anyway, uh, we get him in Walmart, and then he's going to mature and make friends, and it will reach all ages, right up to, oh no, I'm going to college, now what? So. <laughs> They'll take him with. Yeah. They'll come How's on. You, I get the feeling you got a lot of support from your your husband and your family. Yeah, I, yeah, they've been pretty it, It's very important in, in any uh, artist's uh, life, uh, the spouse and the family, uh, the support that they give you, to keep you going. Because a lot of times you think, especially in the beginning or something, or you hit a glitch. You know, you want to, you, you think about stopping and not doing it, or, and then they come along and they uh, they keep you going. Because I know I went through it. A lot of times I wanted to let it go, and a loved one uh, supported new and kept it going. Stayed there for me while I took a mental breather. Is it like that with authors? Do you have a cabin in the mountains, and do you go there and drink scotch out of a bottle, and and wind up waking up in all different spots in the cabin with a typewriter on the table? No, but honestly, no. everybody's different, and I'll even have that conversation with some of my author friends on what they need to do to be able to write. If it, you know, they have to have total silence and you know be isolated and. Um, some, yeah, and for me, that's not the case. And even yeah. like comparing myself with Marla, um, you know, I start, I write, I start by handwriting, and then, you know, she types. So it's everybody's different. Um, yeah. You know, I always wanted to do that one scene in my life, you know what I mean? With the cabin <laughs> and the grow a beard, and nobody can get me yeah. on the phone. Yeah, and it's in the winter. <laughs> I got hooked on authors with Stephen, Stephen King. Uh, you know, not the greatest. But, well, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's Stephen King. But anyway, um, his way of writing and the way he was able to run with it and let it go uh, fascinated me. But I see how becoming a children's TV show 
and making a lot of money for organ donation. And anybody out there that would hear this show uh, or is listening now may have a loved one helped by Hal due to the proceeds. So, folks, if you have uh, young ones or Christmas is coming, Thanksgiving is coming, the holidays, the new year, if you have a loved one that's not feeling well and they have children or children that are close to them, it doesn't have to be their own kid. It could be their brother's kid. So uh, you got the whole family to think about. Every, uh, the whole family may have children and worried about whoever it is going through the the, the procedure. So um, get a hold of Amazon. Get a hold of Brenda. Uh, support now. Brenda, I'd, I'd love to have you back down the road. Uh, maybe after... Uh, Manifesting Dreams comes out. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, you promise you're coming back, or did I scare you? I'm not scared. <laughs> you're not scared of me? I'm you're convinced scared. I'm not some kind of a weirdo? <laughs> uh-huh. Not yet. Ha <laughs> ha. You were a quiet one. I said, this lady thinks I'm a nut job. She's <laughs> when I said, Brenda, I want to talk to you a little bit about the show and, and what questions to ask you. And all I got back was keep it neutral and there won't be no problems. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I'm a, te- I'm a teddy bear. I'm Hal's uncle. Uncle uh, Michael. <laughs> I'm a teddy bear. I'm a grandfather. I love kids. I love dogs, cats. Uh, I wanted to be a shock chock, but I don't have the money for lawyers. So I, I went with uh, uh, authors. And to me, it's working. I enjoyed the show. I'm glad you're here. They blessed me with a... Uh, there's no show after us, so we can keep talking. So that's why we went over a little bit. Is there anything... Uh, you'd like to get out that we didn't cover, Brenda? We do, we do got a couple of minutes, so uh, did we miss anything that you were hoping um, we'd cover? Uh, anything at all? Uh, an announcement? Uh, anything that can I'll help just, you? I will I'll just do a quick uh, announcement of all the book titles. So just so people are aware of everything. So the first one we talked about was my mom is having surgery, a kidney story. And then um, the next one was Howell gets a heart. So he gets a heart transplant. And then Howell helps Bella in that one. Um, Bella is his his little friend. And it's a little, uh, this one's a little bit more of a heavier topic. But Bella's daddy passes away and he's an organ donor. And what does that mean? And so try to uh, address that just by putting the positive spin on that and that's organ donation and that um, he was like a superhero and he saved other people's lives. So that's um, that's that one. Definitely has its purpose. And then I mentioned Howell Helps Others, which is the kindness, helping others um, focus. And then Howell learns about kidneys and dialysis. So that one's a little self-explanatory. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have Howell goes to the races. And that one mm-hmm. is more of a fun one. I partnered up with a, a NASCAR um, Xfinity driver, Joey Gase, and he also supports organ donation and um he a lot of times will have the Donate Life logo on the hood of his car. And his mom, um, she passed away when he was 18, and she became an organ donor. And so uh-huh. that's what brought him into it. Um, so, again, with that book, we just touch a little bit on, you know, the organ donation. And otherwise, it's all about, you know, Howell meeting this cool driver and sitting in his car and all about the, the races. So 
Good awesome. one for you know anybody, little I'd boys or little girls too that love racing, or maybe they want to learn about it. And then, um, and then Howell loves his new liver. So that one is more of a spinoff on the Howell Gets a Heart book. And um, that was actually by um, special request from a children's hospital. So um, that the liver is, I really didn't realize as much until this book had just come out that um, because of a disease, biliary atresia, there's a lot of babies and um, young mm. kids that are having liver transplants. So, mm. um, yeah. Could I leave but, um, two ideas with you? Um, what? what was that? I wanted to give you two ideas, possibly, somewhere in the future. Sure. Uh, um, dealing with a bully and being overweight. Okay. Maybe some. So maybe you someday. Have a bully. Um, the Howl Helps Others book. There, that one ends with um, Richie the raccoon, and he's the bully, and he's bullying some of Howl's friends on his baseball team. So, mm. but yeah, we could definitely go into another story about that. But um, mm-hmm. also your topic of being overweight, uh, definitely something that yeah, Howl and healthy eating. Um, yes. So kind of Proper that same cho- thing. Mm-hmm. Choices. Do away with diets. Bring in healthy choices. And let yeah. Hal be. I love Hal. Now, listen, is there act? Can you get the character, the teddy bear? Is it in the stores? Or are um, you selling so the, it online? I is- sell, the, yeah, he's the, he's the plush owl. And um, again, he's, you would think he, he's comparable to a teddy bear, but he's not actually a bear. He's an owl. And okay. yeah, you can get him. Um, right now, the only place to get him is um, through my webpage. And that's howltheowl.com. So maybe at some point when he's big time and he's got his own TV show, like you said, then maybe he will be available in Walmart and Target and wherever. But <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I can see you now <laughs> with my Hal. <laughs> and, and you're looking good. Uh, a little spinoff, so you know what. Anyway... Uh, you know, he started in the garage, and now he's a major employer. My Hal. So you got the character. You got already two, four, six, seven, like eight storylines. And you got a character available. So if somebody wanted to make a TV show out of this, it would be almost uh, so easy to do. It would be incredible. So, and I see yeah, outside, now you got a bundle deal, and so uh, it's free shipping, and they have to email you for that bundle deal? Nope, they, for the bundle, they just click on that button and order it, and that's all of the books, but um, I do, if somebody, like if someone's ordering uh, a bunch of books at a time, like for a hospital or for anything, you know, maybe it would be a classroom. Um, then they definitely want to reach out to me and you know, then I'm able to give a little bit of a discount to help them out. So okay. uh, that Howl, okay. Howl 3, the number 3 at gmail.com is the, uh, the okay. best way to reach me. Okay. And you do ship outside the U.S. and uh, they email you for that. And I love Hal. I can't stop looking at him. I want to look at him one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cowboy hat, a pirate hat. Uh, that's about it, Brenda. Really, I uh, BBS blessed us with 10, at, 10 after, and uh, there's no other show where they would probably let us keep going, but I think we covered pretty much everything. I I know you said you promised you'd come back. Yep, I will. We're gonna we're watching for the book Manifesting Your Dreams. 
And yeah. uh, Marla McFarlane is uh, authoring that McKenna. and publishing Marla that. Marla McKenna. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Marla McKenna. And she's uh, authoring it and publishing it. Um, no, we work with a publisher, um, Nico Eleven Publishing, a great guy, um, Mike McCloy. And um, that's a whole awesome, amazing thing within itself. Uh, yeah. He and I connected, but, but, well, Marla had connected okay. to him first. And then okay. um, he's okay. a kidney recipient from a living donor. So it's interesting. It's awesome that he's, he's publishing my book. Okay. I, you know what? Um, uh, you let Marla know. She, she'll probably hear the show anyway. Um, hopefully. Um, and you know, some of the people too, uh, I'll, I'll interview any one of them that uh, manifested a dream because, um, uh, that's all we got left folks is manifesting dreams. And for the last hour, you've been out of clown town hearing it right from the horse's mouth. This is the real deal. Helping others with love. Owl, the owl. Brenda, thank you. Thank you, Michael, for having me. I appreciate it. And I will be back. Uh, Don't worry. I deeply appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk for an hour. And uh, you did an awesome job. I'm proud of you. And it was a good show. I'm sorry I started a little late, but that's okay. It happens. And uh, no, I'll be talking to you again. Thank you. All right. Have a great night. Okay. With that, folks, I want to say thank you, BBS Radio, Don and Doug Newsom. They are the best, the biggest. Love it. And I will see you on the 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Good night, Brenda. Good night, BBS. Good night, world. Good night, Howie Al. Good night, everybody. Good night.